Hey friends, welcome to the Overwhelmed to Intentional podcast. My name is Kristen and I am your host, I'm a certified life coach helping overwhelmed millennial women live a simpler, more intentional life. I want you to fill in the blank to this sentence. Life will be better when. When what? What comes to mind whenever you think about that phrase? Life will be better when. Some things that might come to mind are when I have lost weight, when I can fit into those clothes, when I can get a good schedule going at work or for my kids, when I have more time, when my home is organized, when my home is clean, (laughs) when people that live in my home help me to keep this home clean, (laughs) when my kids do the things that I ask them to do, when I am making more money, when I get the promotion, when I get a different job. When I, what? When, what would make life better? So here's why I want you to think about that. Because what you're probably going to say, like the examples that I just mentioned, you're going to say a circumstance. You're going to say life will be better when this particular circumstance is complete, better, however you want to word that. The reason why you go to a circumstance is because we are taught that our circumstances can create our feelings, that happiness comes from having achieved certain things, having reached goals, having gotten stuff, that when those things are done, then we can feel better, that those things can create us feeling better. And we're sold this through marketing. We're sold this through our society's idea of what happiness is. And depending on where you grew up, depending on your family upbringing, your religious upbringing, any of that will contribute to what it means to be happy, to be at peace, to feel better. So you will all each individually have your own idea of what that means. But I want you to explore for yourself what some of that is for you. And especially when it comes to this particular area that you mentioned, life will be better when blank and you fill in the blank and you might have a lot of things, but let's just pick one. So pick the most prominent one that is top of mind for you. And when that comes to mind, I want you to think about why it is that your association with life being better is with that thing. Like, what is that? Where does that even come from? Where does that come from for you? You might notice that if you think life will be better when you have a partner or your marriage has improved is because you think that that is the epitome of happiness. You were taught growing up that getting married is the most important thing you can do. And when you go back and visit your family and you are dating someone, the first question they ask is, well, how are things going? When are you guys going to get married? Or maybe you're not dating someone and they're saying, well, you're getting older. What's happening? Why aren't you finding someone? Are you dating? (laughs) So you might notice that your family has continued to perpetuate this messaging to you. Or maybe it is that you believe having your business be 
you know, certain level of success or maybe reaching a certain point in your job, your career, that that means that you are successful. If you explore, why is that? Why is it that I think that that's the thing that will make life better? If you go back to, well, it's because growing up, I wanted to prove myself and prove that I could be successful. That's how my parents showed me more affection or that's when people seem to be proud of me. So you want to you want to kind of dig in a little bit and see where does this come from? Why am I putting so much emphasis on this particular thing? Why is this so important to me? The reason why we want to do that is because it will reveal some of the subconscious thoughts that are there. Now, we might have on the surface thoughts of life will be better when we can easily fill that in, but maybe we haven't ever explored why. Why is it that I think that's going to make my life so much better? And when we do explore that, we can see our underlying motivation, which is super important to have awareness of. What you'll find is that your underlying motivation will be a certain feeling. You are going after this particular thing. You think that that thing will make your life better because of a way that you want to feel. Let's take the example of you think that once you have a partner, once you get married, once you are in a long-term committed relationship, you will feel desired, you will feel loved, you will feel valued, And right now, because you don't have those things, you associate yourself as not being loved or valued or desired or worthy or wanted. So you are thinking that that will give you that feeling. Or maybe you're going after success at work or in your business because you think that that will make you proud of yourself. That, that will make you confident, that, that will make you likable, that if you could just be more successful, you'd have more friends, you'd have, you know, more people in your family telling you that they're proud of you. <laughs> so now that we've seen what it is that you want to make your life better, why it is that you want that thing, which is ultimately the feeling that you think that you'll experience, now we want to look at what it is that you're doing when you are operating from this idea. When you are going through your life as if things will be better then, how are you showing up now? And one way you might be showing up now is either overworking, trying to force it to happen, or maybe doing nothing at all. Maybe you go to the complete opposite end and you say, forget it. It doesn't even matter. I'm not even going to be intentional in the jobs that I have or in the relationships that I have or in the business that I have now because who cares? It's not happening anyway. You want to see what your tendency is, how you are behaving. An example of this is a recent conversation I had with a client who wants to get a different job. She wants to go after a different job. She wants to make more money and she wants to get a different job. So we're talking through that goal. And one thing that I asked her to look at was how are you showing up in your current job if you believe things will be better with a different job, with a different amount of money? How are you showing up now 
at work. One thing she mentioned was, well, I'm just not doing my best work. I'm not really showing up in a way that I am super proud of, that I'm super confident. I'm kind of, you know, halfway doing things. That is such a perfect example to see that when we believe things will be better later at a different job, in a different experience, we tend to show up in our current life and our current experiences as not our best, not as great as we could be. We're not showing up as the version of ourselves that we want to be. We are maybe going through the motions, getting by, doing what needs to be done. And this is not ultimately who we want to be. This is not how we want to show up, but we're doing so because of these underlying thoughts that things will be better then and that things just aren't great right now. And we're not even looking for how things could be good now because we're so focused on it's got to be better there, got to be better in the future. Another example of this is if we expect other people to change first in order for us to feel better. So maybe in your relationships, you think if only they would behave a certain way, then I could feel better. Things will be better in my partnership when they do this when they do that, when they say these words or not say those words, (laughs) things will be better as a parent when my kids do everything that I asked them to do the first time. (laughs) But what often happens when we are expecting other people to behave a certain way in order for us to feel better is that we don't behave in the way that we want to behave. An example of this with a client that I have now is she mentioned that she wanted her daughter to be more vulnerable. She wanted her daughter to share more of how she felt and what was going on and what she was thinking. And I said, okay, well, if you want her to be more vulnerable, how vulnerable are you being in this relationship? And she said, "Uh, well, (laughs) well, not exactly. (laughs) It's hard. It's hard to be vulnerable. Of course it is. Of course, the things that we're expecting from other people, we sometimes don't acknowledge that those things are not always easy to do, but that if we were willing to go first and be the example of what's possible, it's much more likely that people will come around. Now, we don't want to go and do certain behaviors and say things to people to manipulate them to change. That's not what we're doing here. But if we, if we have an expectation of people to be a certain way towards us and we're not acting that way towards them, then how can we think that it is fair for them to just change their behavior when we're not doing anything to change ours? Another example of this, if you are a parent to younger kids, especially, you might find yourself getting really frustrated that your kids yell, that they you know, get really flustered or whatever, and you don't like that they're behaving in that way, but you notice that you are doing the same. So they, their mood shifts and then your mood shifts. And so you start behaving in the way towards them that you don't want them behaving towards you. If you want other people to be more calm, more grounded, more at ease, but then you're coming at them with an energy of frustration, assertiveness, then of course, you're not going to 
lay the foundation and create the environment for that energy. You can't expect people to match an energy that you're not bringing. They can only mirror an energy that you are bringing if you bring it. (laughs) So it's really important for us to acknowledge that if we have this expectation of other people to change, of other people to behave in a certain way, and we're not willing to go there first and to do that ourselves, then of course, we're going to always be disappointed because nothing's going to change. They're not, and we're not. The good news is they don't have to change. They can stay the same and we can change what we're thinking about the whole situation. Let's take the example of your child that you wish was more vulnerable with you, that we don't need that child to then suddenly tell us all of their deepest fears and, you know, dreams and secrets and everything in order for us to have a thought about them that we have an amazing connection. We think that if other people were more open and more vulnerable, then we could feel more connected to them. We feel connected to them because of our thoughts about them. And in this example of, I wish my child was more vulnerable with me and was more open and and shared what she was thinking and that I could feel more connected to her, then we're waiting for other people to behave a certain way in order for us to experience connection. And that's just never how it works. I mean, it's how it works if you are going about it in that way, but it just doesn't work. It's... It's going to be a real disappointing way. <laughs> but what actually happens and how connection is, is created is through our thoughts about other people. We can feel connected to all sorts of people, whether they behave in a certain way or not, whether they say to us that they feel connected to us or not, it doesn't matter. We can still still feel the connection that we desire towards them and for them based on what we're thinking. And with this example, you can think, I am connected to my daughter at this point in her life, exactly where she is, because I choose to be connected to her, because I choose to have thoughts about her that create a feeling of connection. I love her exactly as she is. She can come to me whenever she wants to. She can share with me anything that she wants to share. She doesn't have to share everything in order for me to feel connected to her. Even just sitting in the same room across from her, not even saying anything, I can feel connection. Her being in another place in the world than me, I can still feel connection because I'm thinking thoughts about her that create connection. We don't need for other people to behave in a certain way in order for us to feel connected, feel at ease, feel at peace in our relationships. We get to decide how we want to feel and we can create that no matter what. This is also the case if you are going after a goal that you haven't achieved yet. If there's something that you want, but it hasn't happened and you really think, I will feel better when... I have that amount of money, that point in my business, that relationship, that family, whatever it is. When I have that, then I will feel better. And right now you don't have that. You don't have that tangible thing. So how can you feel the way you want to feel then if you don't have it? I get this, I hear this 
a lot from people who will say, but I know that having more money would make me feel better. I know that being in a relationship would be the thing. That would be it. I would feel so much happier. (laughs) And then what happens is they tend to get some of those things that they thought they wanted and life is still 50-50. It doesn't solve all their problems. Things still come up to where they think, dang it, it's not perfect. (laughs) Everything didn't be, wasn't solved because I now have that thing. It won't be. But what you think you want is the thing. What you want is the feeling. And again, it's like, okay, but if I did have that amount of money, it would be easier. My life would be easier. I always use this example with clients because it's just funny. And it's, you know, we can argue that it's true. Like, let's say I had a million dollars. My life would be easier in some ways with a million dollars. That would solve some problems that I currently see in my life. It could solve them. It could easily solve them. So sure, will the circumstances be different, be improved if I had more money? Yes. In some ways, yes, that is true. And if I am going after a million dollars, believing that it's going to make me feel better and that it will solve all of my problems, then I am going to be very mistaken because I'm still going to be the same person with that amount of money. Even if I've paid off debts for me and for other people, even if I have contributed to things that matter to me and solved some problems, I'm still going to be the same old me with the same life is 50-50 idea, no matter what. There's still gonna be things that happen. Like I think about me reaching all the financial goals that I want, at some point, my dog, Marley, the love of my life, there is going to come a day when she will no longer be with me. I don't want to think about that day right now because I've lost a couple other dogs in the last few years. Don't want to think about that. But the day is going to come and having a million dollars in my bank account is not going to exempt me from the feelings that I will feel on that day. I am going to be so heartbroken. It's going to be very sad And I want to be sad and I want to be heartbroken. And having all the money in the world won't solve that. It's not going to take away life's problems. (laughs) It's the same with if you get into a relationship, especially people that want to get into a relationship so badly. If you get into a relationship, it's not going to solve everything. It really is not. It might be wonderful in a lot of ways, but it's not going to solve your underlying problems lack of confidence that you are currently experiencing. It's not going to solve the love that you lack for yourself. It's not going to solve that. You have to solve that now for yourself and then add the relationship in, in addition, not to solve the thing. All the money that I want, I can't go chase after all of that thinking that that's going to make me feel better My job is to feel better in the life that I have now and then go after the goals, go after the money. I'm still going to go after it, of course, because I do want the result of that goal. I want to, I want the result of who I become, the process of that goal. And I also want 
the goal. I want it. And I want it and I want to do a lot of amazing things with it and a lot of things that other people might not consider amazing, but I don't care because it would be mine. <laughs> I can do whatever I want. It's the same for you. If you are so badly wanting a relationship, you're so badly wanting to lose weight, I'm not telling you to not do that. Go for it. Achieve all the goals, but go for it from knowing that I can feel better now and I can then go have that thing. It's so much better to have the stuff that we want, knowing that we already feel good with or without it. If you can solve for your feeling of lack currently and fill yourself up and then go after the things that you want, it will be the best cherry on top of your Sunday that you could ever have. It won't be the whole Sunday. It'll be the cherry on top. And that is an amazing thing. It is not that we want to stay in our current lives and believe that, well, this is it. And I guess I should just be, you know, thankful and grateful and content. Sure, be thankful, grateful, and content. And you can still have all the things that you want. You don't have to settle. You don't have to say, well, then I guess I shouldn't have it. I guess I shouldn't want it. Nobody said that. I'm going to tell you to have everything you want. Go get it. Have it all. But do not do so thinking that you're going to feel better then. Life is going to be 50-50 there. Still going to have problems. Still going to have a bad day. It's not going to solve for all of that. And whatever feeling that you think you'll have then, you can give that to yourself now. And here's how. Let's say you think, when I... I'm in a relationship, I will feel desired. How will that be true? What will, me, what will make you feel desired then? And you might say, well, my partner will say that they want me or that they desire me or that they are in love with me. That is not it. That is not what will make you feel desired. You will have a thought about them saying those words and that thought might be, Someone wants me. It's so fun to be loved. Isn't love amazing? I love being in a relationship. That might be your thought. And that is going to have you feeling the desire. So what if you believed that now? What if you believed that you were desired? That someone wants all of you exactly as you are And will love you endlessly exactly as you are. What if you believe that now? If you believe that about yourself now, how would you show up? How would you carry yourself? How would you get dressed? If you believed right now that you were desired, what would you do today? How would you talk to yourself? How would you make your coffee in the morning? How would you cook your meals? How would you show up for work? What would you wear? I mean, really think about that. If you felt desired, if you felt like "Mm, somebody is into me. (laughs) And how would that feel? What would you do? Think about that. Think about how you would show up. Take this into the job goal, the financial goal. If you had the job making the amount of money that you want to be making, if you were there, what would you think about yourself? You'd probably think, I did it. I have a really cool job. I can't believe I get to do this. I get to do this job that I love and make the amount of money 
that I want to make. Now you might say, okay, well, I don't know if I can believe that now because I don't have that in my current life. I don't have a job that I like. But what if you believed that you did? What if you believed that you were adding value to the job that you were in, that you were an amazing employee, that you got to do something you enjoyed every single day? Let's just say you believe that. How would you show up for work today? And here's the interesting thing. You would probably show up as the best employee. You would give it your all instead of halfway doing things. And then you would prime yourself to be a better candidate for the job that you want. You would then be adding more value to the company that you're in, thus making you a more valuable employee for the next company, thus making you more aware of your own skills, of your own abilities, giving you more confidence to then go out and go after the jobs that you want. If you believed you were already making the amount of money that you want to make, how would you do your job today? If you knew like this is the amount of money that I make, how do you show up for work? What do you do differently? This is the thing. It's so interesting how this works. We really think that there will be better and suddenly we'll act completely differently. (laughs) And our life will be totally different. But it won't unless you change what you're thinking and feeling now on the way there. The only way that there is better than here is by thinking and feeling differently. It's not the circumstance. You can have the thing and still think, I don't know, this is not really it. Let's say you took the thought, my job is going to be so much better if I make more money, if I have a different job. If you take that thought all the way with you to getting a new job, you're going to land in the new job. The newness is going to wear off and you're going to say, I don't know if this is it. I think the next job will be better. (laughs) You're going to find something with that job that's just not, that's not it. I don't know. I think I'm, should be making more money. I'm already not happy here. That's exactly what will happen if you take that set of thoughts with you. But if you decide to believe now that the thing that you want in the future, the feeling that you want, if you believe the thoughts that come along with that feeling now on the way, it is going to make the process of getting there so much better and arriving there that much sweeter. I am telling you what, when you work on your mind, and how you feel and really experience feelings in your body that you think you'll experience in the future, when you experience them, there is truly a sweetness to it that I can't even describe. This has been the case for me in building my business is that every time I I arrive at the next thing, I always think I'm going to be super proud of myself. I am, I'm going to be so confident. I I have all these thoughts about who I'll be, you know, when I arrive at my goals in my business. And what I do is spend time with that. I spend time being proud of myself now. I spend time being in awe of what I've created. And whenever I arrive at the next thing, the awe that I feel, the pride that I feel for myself for having built something from nothing is unmatched. It's like, this is so cool to have this feeling and to have the thing that I've been creating. It is such a sweeter experience than had I not felt proud of myself the whole way and just gotten there and been like, oh, well, thank God now I can feel proud of myself. <laughs> but then that would wear off. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be lasting. It wouldn't be as sweet. It wouldn't be, I wouldn't be able to savor it as much 
because I would think that that's why I could feel proud of myself. But having been proud of myself the whole way makes being there such a more incredible experience. That is what I want for you. And that's what you can have. You can experience that better feeling that you desire in the future. You can experience it now. And you can use that feeling to fuel you to create the future that you want. I would love to help you do that. It's the most fun to go about it in this way. And I love when clients arrive at their goals and they say, you know, it's true what you said. (laughs) This does feel different now than that I have worked on how I think and feel about myself and about my goals. To arrive now, there is a richness to it that I wouldn't have had had I believed that that thing would make me happy. Oh my gosh, the best thing ever. So I would love to help you get there. If you're interested in working together one-on-one in coaching, you can book a free consultation call. You can go to kristenalana.com. K-R-I-S-T-E-N-A-L-A-N-A-H. You can go to the show notes below. You can download a couple guides. I give you a guide for overcoming overwhelm. Give you a guide for making a to-do list that'll have you getting more done. Those are in the show notes below. That will get you on my email list. If you want to find me on Instagram, you can do so there as well. I would love to chat with you, connect with you, and help you create your better right now and all the way there. Feel better today. And then go after the things that you want from already feeling better. It's the, just the coolest little trick. And <laughs> it's so simple. And I can guide you there with coaching. Hopefully this podcast was super helpful in giving you an idea of how we would do that. But we can take it deeper. We can go further, faster in coaching. Let's do that work together. Hope you have a great week. Talk to you next week.